You're listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring the Roman Catholic Archbishop of Singapore, Archbishop William Goh. My dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we are living in the in-between time, that is to say between the first coming and the second coming of Christ at the end of time. Today is the penultimate Sunday of the year. Next Sunday, we will celebrate the Feast of Christ the King, culminating the liturgical year. And therefore, the Church wants us to remain focused on what we are called to be, on the future that is ahead of us. We are called to keep our eyes so that we will see things in perspective when we know what is ahead of us. Of course, my dear brothers and sisters, not all of us will live until the last day of the world. But there will be true for all of us we will face the last day of our life when we will have to meet the Lord face to face. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, today in the first reading from the book of Daniel, the prophet tells us, when that day comes, will our names be written in the book of life? Will we wake up to everlasting life? or to shame and everlasting disgrace. But my dear brothers and sisters, this faith in the second coming of Christ and the end of the world is not something that is shed by the secular world. They think that Christians who believe in the second coming of Christ and the end of the world they are misled. They are naive. In fact, Karl Marx, in his critic of Christians, often said religion is the opium of the people. In other words, religion is used to distract people from living this life to the fullest. Instead of trying to change life, change structures of society, especially when under oppression, injustice, Christians are asked to submit to oppressive institutions. Instead of making progress, we wait for a better future that is to come. That's the reason why the secular world today does not believe in any future beyond this life. Their only focus is to live this life to the fullest. They are not concerned about the future, not just of humanity, but the future after creation. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, if 
we adopt that kind of attitude as today the gospel warns us. Speculating when the day of the Lord would be coming, then of course the critic of Karl Marx is relevant for us. It applies to us. Because the Lord in today's gospel reminds us that as for that day or hour, nobody knows it. Neither the angels of heaven, nor the Son, no one but the Father. Today we have many people, instead of being focused in building the kingdom of God, they put fear into the hearts of people, speculating the end of the world. They tell us, you look at the situation in the world today, earthquakes, droughts, typhoons, the ecological crisis that we are facing, the changing trends of the world, pandemic, these are the signs of the last day. My dear brothers and sisters, we must be careful because all these natural catastrophes, wars, revolutions, pandemic, they have always been present since the foundation of the world. It is nothing new. It will be repeated again and again. And that is why, my dear brothers and sisters, it's important for us to understand clearly what the church is saying about the future, the second coming of Christ, the resurrection, judgment, and death. It is important for us, and the church wants us, to be focused on the future, not so that we be distracted from the present, but so that we could be even more committed to this present life. Knowing what the future holds for us, to a great extent, determine how you respond to living this life here and now. So knowing what the future holds for us should not make us idle or lazy. In fact, would challenge us to work harder for what is ahead of us. Indeed, the church says, and St. Paul said, it is truly pitiable if people only lived for this life. But my dear brothers and sisters, in building the kingdom, we all face tremendous struggles. We know that the values of the world do not always agree with the values of the gospel. And so it's very difficult for us as Christians to live our life authentically in today's world. Because religious persecutions since the beginning of time will continue today in a very subtle way when secularism is adopted in a hostile manner towards religions. 
The church stands for truth, for justice. And of course, sometimes it clashes. Sometimes with governments who do not care for the common good of the people. Those governments in the world that are corrupt. And of course, there will be clashes. But that is not all. You know, the church stands for life, the sacredness of life. The church sees the importance of a good foundation in family life, strong marriages. Yet in all these things, the church becomes a pain to the world. Because the world is inconsistent, hypocritical, with respect to what is truly good for humanity. On one hand, the world champions human rights, but not the rights of unborn babies. It is commendable. The world is asking that death penalty be removed. But at the same time, they are advocating armament. They advocate wars, killing innocent people mercilessly. Is life really that precious after all? It depends on your nationality. It depends on your colour. That is a fact. So this hypocritical inconsistency towards life, the sacredness of life. On one hand, we are worried about depopulation. The world is encouraging more to take up IVF. But at the same time, the world is encouraging abortions. My dear brothers and sisters, how do we reconcile these inconsistencies? That is why the church urges us, we need to be true to the principles of life. The world is like that simply because of relativism, moral relativism, if it is, suits me. It's a question of preference. It's not the question of applying the principles of truth and justice for all. My dear brothers and sisters, in today's second reading, from the letter to the Hebrews, we are told and we are assured that's a great consolation that Christ has taken his place at the right hand of the Father. In other words, Christ has established the kingdom of God in principle. Therefore, our laboring for the kingdom is guaranteed. This is a reference to, of course, some 100 and tent, where the king, the messianic king, is installed. And today we are continuing, we have to continue to proclaim this kingdom. It is important to take note that in today's second reading, we are told the priests stand at their duties every day. In the temple, the priests have to stand throughout the service, no sitting. 
simply because it's an indication that the work continues all the time. Jesus was seated because the mission was accomplished. And therefore, on our part, we need to continue to build this kingdom. Let us not be deceived by the world, my dear brothers and sisters. Yes, it's important, economic, technological, scientific progress can make the world a better place. Certainly, it is beautiful. But without moral and spiritual values, there can never be happiness for humanity. They can have all the things in this world, they will be unhappy. Whether we like it or not, we are not just made of matter. We have a spirit. We have a soul. When nations become soulless, then there will be great disasters. People will always be fighting. There will be greed. There will be violence. And there will be injustices. And so it's very important for us. Men cannot find fulfillment in life unless they find God. The things of this world cannot last. What we are all looking for, what really brings happiness is peace, love, joy, meaningful and beautiful relationship, the capacity to give and to receive. That is what brings us joy. Not just having things alone and money. And so, my dear brothers and sisters, this is our invitation today. How can we continue to be firm in our faith? And Jesus tells us, these things will pass away, but my words will not pass away. We need to cling on to the words of Jesus. Reading the signs of times, only the word of God can guide us to continue to walk the way of truth, the way of love, the way of justice. Only his words can give us life. Remember, Jesus asked Peter, will you leave me? And St. Peter said, Lord, you have the words of eternal life. And that is why in today's beautiful response to the psalm, we say, preserve me, God. I take refuge in you. Thanks for listening to The Shepherd's Voice, featuring His Grace, Archbishop William Goh. This podcast is brought to you by Catholic SG Radio.